Let's just start and see where it goes. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> it's a roaring, uh, what is it? Compliment? Endorsement? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Can you tell it's Sunday night? And we're sleepy. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. I told you what, I was awesome. Can I make that joke? <laughs> we made it to the end of season one. We did. Wow. An extra long season. It's longer than XL. we can because we started at a weird time in the we year. We did. Was it like September or October? It was one of those two. Something like that. It was mm-hmm. a weird time. Was- so you just get an extra long season for season one. You do. You're so welcome. We did we it for did you. It just for you. All our our <laughs> diehard fans. <laughs> we get fan mail every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the yeah. time. Um. <laughs> I have to get a bodyguard. It's actually getting kind of intense. Just... Um, How do I cope with the fame? Oh, my God. We made it to the end of season one. We have fun things planned for season two. We, we have a couple of fun things planned for the interim if you mm-hmm. are subscribed to the newsletter. Well, strictly speaking, you don't have to subscribe, but, like, you won't get the email notifications if yes. you're not. So and you well. for part of it. It makes no sense not to be subscribed because how would you know about some things? Just saying. So true. <laughs> so cryptic. <laughs> yeah, a little cryptic. That's okay, though. <laughs> We're excited about it. Um, There's some cryptids being cryptic. Fine. <laughs> if you were cryptid, what would you be? I don't Actually, know better what... question. <laughs> I don't even... Are there any cryptids you would fuck? Because, like, I think I would fuck the Mothman. Not because I'm actually into the Mothman, but just because, like, what a great thing to be able to say, you know? Like, I would win Two Truths and a Lie, and never have I ever, every time, if I could say that, like, I, at the very least, got to third base with Mothman, you know? And to think my standard Two Truths and a Lie lie is that I love spaghetti. <laughs> And yours is that you may or may not gotten to third base with the Mothman. I I said if I slept with the Mothman, I, I would never lose two truths. So I but haven't. That would just naturally be. That's quite funny. I don't if I if I'm being a hundred percent completely honest, and I never lie, uh, like a vampire <laughs> because I'm Lathair, um, physically can't lie. I have no clue what a cryptid is. I know it's a word. <laughs> I said it. I can't represent it. I don't know what it means. It's uh, how do you define? Cryptid? I don't. Um, Merriam-Webster. They're, they're like those, the, the animals that like they haven't been proven to exist, but they could exist. Like Bigfoot. Oh. oh, okay. Well, I'll take Bigfoot. List of cryptids: <laughs> Bigfoot, Yeti, the Chupacabra, Yeti. the Jersey Devil, the Loch Ness monster, Nessie. You and named the, my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? You are truly the worst. <laughs> I don't even know what some of these things are. Some mm. of them are, like, clearly from other cultures that you I've never play. heard of. Loveland Frog, also known as the Loveland Rrr. Frogman and the Loveland <laughs> Lizard, from Loveland, Ohio, and it is a humanoid frog. Please look at the picture on the chart uh, on Wikipedia. 
Oh, okay. I feel like I've seen a Scooby-Doo episode with that. We're going to link the Wikipedia article, and if you scroll down to list, you can scroll through a giant list. Ooh, this one's a giant octopus. Mm, Tentacles. A megalodon, sure. Classic. Mm -hmm. I think my choice would be between the Yeti and Bigfoot. I feel like those would be fun party stories. Yeti would be, like, snowy. Bigfoot, I feel like he's a little bit, like rougher than the yeti i don't know maybe it's like a two-for-one deal this one i think it's pronounced fook monster i'm not positive on that but i do think it would be funnier if it were the fuck monster (laughs) okay if that if it's pronounced fuck then i'll take the fuck monster lemish lemisk i don't know but it says it's a mix of a jaguar and an otter huh you got a little sweet and spicy in there yeah, sure. Lizard man of scape or swamp. <laughs> sure, why not? The Michigan dog man. The Mongolian death worm. Like that episode in Spongebob. Of Spongebob. <laughs> He's got a big tongue. We'll take Bikini Bottom and move it over there. <laughs> Ooh, there's a whole section of flying ones. That's where the Mothman is. Uh intriguing oh the jersey devil is a winged bipedal horse look at I this thought you were gonna say whore oh my mm-hmm. oh that's, that's a visual yes it is this a is super not relevant to our episode no not even in the slightest but like go off it us. is on brand though it is on brand we um, did i learned something new time documenting dinosaur erotica that one time we did we did and even with all the stuff i had to cut there was still a lot left (laughs) Mm -hmm. welcome to the season one finale of romance your tbr uncut what cryptid would you fuck (laughs) (laughs) which cryptid uncut (laughs) would you because they might be circumcised we don't know i know we can't can't until i sleep with the mothman we'll never know (laughs) and i think you know, I think I'll just have to, I'll have to choose both the Yeti and Bigfoot because why that's choose? That's fair. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun little why choose romance, right? Right. They're like one's grumpy, one's sunshine, one's they midnight must rain. Must be uncut because a doctor would have had to mm-hmm. remove the foreskin, and like if a doctor had seen Bigfoot come into the world, I think he would have let us know, <laughs> or she. We don't discriminate against female doctors. Unless they've been taken out. Oh, true. <laughs> you know, the conspiracy. The Sasquatch ripped his yeah. way out of the womb and then immediately <laughs> killed... Well, actually, he had to be circumcised first <laughs> then killed the doctor. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, this is us fully sober. <laughs> and I'll have a great night with my Yeti ex uh, Bigfoot. Uh, (laughs) romance so you do that i am 100 sure that there's a mothman romance already in existence oh yeah read it if there's Um, a balloon animal and a paperclip one no i mean like i feel like i've seen yeah reviews for the mothman romance floating Mm. around i just can't remember who wrote it not a clue well can't wait for that to happen for our tbr tuesdays (laughs) be a great time just like my time with the Mothman. Uh, so today, we are finishing out season one. 
by doing sort of a little mini recap, if you will. Um, we had some of y'all submit superlatives, and we've pulled a couple of our own as well. Um, I think it was a total of, like, I think I have, like, nine, Yeah, I want to say, something around those. Um, we just wanted to make sure we hit everybody's, hit the major points. So we're going to go through and tell you the books that we would nominate for the superlatives. Yes. Our main ones will be historical romance that we read in the last season. Um, yes. Whether that was for, like, a dedicated episode or if we talked about it on TBR Tuesday. And then we've got some runners up, and that can be non-historical, if we so choose. Yeah, because so. there were some where I was like, I have to, like, there are some of these things that I need to talk about. Right. But they weren't um, historical. Of course. What can you do? What can you do? I don't know. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, the first one on my list is Instant Serotonin Boost. Okay. Um, and in that vein, I went with novellas just because they were instant. Um, mm. And this one was just um, so good. It was Get Thee Off My Lawn by mm. Daria Vernon. And we did a full episode on it. We all know what it's about. Um, I just think Gerald Swan, instant mm-hmm. serotonin boost. He was mm-hmm. just, he was so good. And it was just like so cute and a little bit steamy. Mm, I would read that to like make my day better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, we did a full episode on it. I went with Kit McBride. What's, nice. what's the full title? Kit McBride gets a wife. There we go. I always call it Kit McBride, so I can never remember the rest of it. Uh, it I instant serotonin. It's just so cute. It was dare I say too cute. I haven't recovered yet. That's honestly fair. Mm. Um, and then I had three runners up. They were all historicals. Nice. Um, and they were the Secret Service of Tea and Treason, which almost yes. made it to number one. It was really close, but I figure we'll probably end up doing an episode on it in the next season since it comes out in April. So. We didn't, like, really talk about it all that much, um, but dear God, that book is adorable. Some Dukes mm-hmm. Have All the Luck by Christina Britton, The Found Family, I Weep, and uh, The Duke Who Didn't by Courtney Milan, because mm. so it was good. just so cute and so uh, pleasing to my brain. Ugh. I, I agree with all of those. Um... And then in my, like, novella phase, I had um, A Day Until Forever by Aaron Langston. It was, like, a really cute, like, fall festival historical one. Um, when Good Girls Go Bad by Megan Frampton. It was a virgin hero. Um, she had, like, a agency um, for, like, house workers and stuff. And he was um, an earl who needed, uh, like, a maid or something. And she was in his bed when he got home um that's and then uh margo halifax and, and matilda halifax um so both by alexandra basti they're just so good um for contemporary i had a walk in the park by rebecca weatherspoon um that's the one where they like co-adopt the dog mm-hmm. um and then the mistletoe, the mistletoe motive by chloe lease oh mm-hmm. i loved that one so much just one more by jody slaughter was like the valentine's day one mm-hmm. so cute and then, because I'm in my uh, Immortals After Dark phase, uh, The Warlord Wants Forever is the, like, The Warlord Wants first. Forever is your serotonin boost? Um, he has control of her, like, belt thing and can, like, command her to do things. So, yes. 
<laughs> yes, it is. Indeed. You know what? That's fair. The part where he yeah. orders her to come mm-hmm. multiple times does live in my brain rent-free. So that's valid. <laughs> it does. It just it does. It took up residence there permanently. Ugh. Let's see. Um, the next one on my list is uh, Most Reformed Rake. Mm. Uh, this one, mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't have that many. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it was an easy one to uh, hand off to Sebastian St. Vincent for Devil in Winter. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I can see he that a lot. Refor- what, what is that line about, like, he reformed just enough? So, like, he's still mm-hmm. a rake for Evie. He still puts that prowess to use. But only for Evie. Mm. There's no That's other so women. Ugh. So, devil in winter for me. Amazing. Um, I went with one that I literally just talked about in TBR Tuesday. Uh, the Ruin of a Rake. Because um, that one, <laughs> technically, is the only one that had rake in the title of all my choices. Um, but also, I mean, Courtney was, like, the biggest rake. Like, mm-hmm. things were going terribly in his life because of it. Um, and again, like, did he, like, really reform? <laughs> I mean, he was still, like, rakish, but um, it was just a really fun transformation of his character. And, again, like, he didn't really change, like, fundamentally as a person, um, but it was just really fun to see him interact with a person who was supposed to be reforming his reputation, Julian. So that one took the cake for me by Cat Sebastian. That was, yeah. Mm. Um, and then I only had a couple of runners up, and once again, mm-hmm. they were both historical. Because, like, I mean, you can have a rake in other yeah. genres, but it's different vibes. Um, mm-hmm. The first one was Tristan Valentine, A Rogue in One Zone. Yeah. By E.B. Dunmore. I feel yep. like he's a classic reformed rake. He is. Love that for me. Um, and then I am blanking on his name, but the guy in the governess game. <laughs> By Tessa Dare. Oh, um, his name is Chase Reynaud. Rain- oh, yes. Yes. Not or something? Reynaud. 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 Not a It's clue. something. Not a clue. Chase. 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 Also a rake. The way he yes. hits on that woman as soon as he sees her. Mm. And the way she's like, this is not going the way I wanted it mm-hmm. to go. And I would also add for Tessa Dare, uh, a week to be wicked, Colin. Um... He was, I mean, he had a huge reputation of being a rake. I mean, he was still a rake. It was a little bit more blown out of proportion uh, because he had to be with a woman every night to fall asleep. (laughs) So, like, naturally. Um, But he was, oh, I love his reformation. It was so good. Because then at the end, he's like, I'm not good enough for her, but I'm going to try to be. It was so hot. Uh, My runners-up were Forever Your Rogue by Aaron Langston. Um, that one has been like talked about a lot. Um, it's indie published, but he went through a really um, substantial process in that book. And it was a long book, but his change was so sweet. And then he became such a dad and oh, it was so good. Um, the Bride Goes Rogue by Joanna Shute. Mm. Mm. He is so hot. Oh my god, that man. And he was definitely like having a big rake phase of his life. Um, the lady gets lucky he's a, a rake too. Yeah, Kit too. Mm-hmm. 
I was tossing. I was doing a toss up. Mm-hmm. That's um, the only one that I have read. Yep. But. Yep. Um, and then Leo Hathaway. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He was my he was my actual is official like, runner up. Yeah. Is he a wastrel? Well, both. <laughs> I think That's he has fair. enough charm to be a rake. Um, but then he also was a wastrel for a good chunk of that that uh first book and a half. Um and then The Devil and the Heiress by Harper St. George. Um, that was book two. And wow, that was a hot book. That was a really good book. I forgot to mention it during our road trip romance episode. 10 out of 10, though. So good. My favorite of the series. Um, and he does perhaps trick her into marriage. So <laughs> perhaps. Just, just your standard rake things. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Scrumptious <laughs> as, as our next one. That is such a good submission. Yes. Just Scrumptious. <laughs> Interpret that as you will. And uh, we sure did. Um, so we talked in our TBR Tuesday about a lot of hot chefs. Um, sure my I didn't have a lot of hot chefs in my historical. Um, there were there was one. Um, but I think my favorite of the embodiment of scrumptious is along came a lady by christy caldwell he is a hot coal miner named rafe who bakes when he gets stressed that is scrumptious so he was real scrumptious tim campbell narrates the audiobook scrumptious um they're the last time they have sex in the book scrumptious like mm, that book is great (laughs) I love it so much. Dare I say it's scrumptious? <laughs> so yeah. you dare. I I do dare. You do indeed. Um, I do. Why well, went also with a partially food, partially just because the book is scrumptious? I went Hotel of Secrets by Diana Biller. Mm, I had that one on my. I wanted to eat uh, yep. Hannah's edible flowers. Mm-hmm. I wanted them so badly. I don't even really like almond cakes as it like I don't like almonds, so that doesn't sound great to me. But every time they were like, Oh, your almond cakes, everyone is eating. I was like, I would like to eat them. I yes. would like to eat your magical fairyland flowers. Um, scrumptious. Eli Whitaker, scrumptious. And and he thought she was real scrumptious in that linen closet. He sure did. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Um that, it's also like not the word scrumptious, but like sumptuous, like the setting. Yes, it's all yes. very lush. So that all feels like the same in my brain. Um, and then I only had two runners up. Both were contemporary this time. Hot mm-hmm. Chef Benjamin and mm-hmm. Tastes Like Shukar by Nisha Sharma, which comes out yep. in August, which I talked about in the last TBR Tuesday episode. Hot Chef, boy, does he leave random recipes and things all over the place. And my God, do I want to eat at his restaurants. Um, and then Lunar Love by Lauren Kung Jessen. Mm, yes. There was a that lot was a of food in that book. book. Ugh. And I wanted to eat all of it. That was a really scrumptious one. Um, on my end, I had In Bed with the Devil by Lorraine Heath. Um, mm. Because he makes her an omelet not once but twice. Mm. Um, and you don't see a lot of men cooking in historical romance, so I had to note it when I saw it, and that was, that was, like, my favorite of that series. Um, The Counterfeit Scoundrel, also by Lorraine Heath, it's her most recent one. Um, there's a lot of chocolate involved, um, Mm. 
thank God, honestly. Just a lot of chocolate everywhere. Um, the lady gets lucky. Alice is our hot chef of historical romance. Um, True. And there's just a lot of, like, licking, you know, sweet things off of fingers. There's a lot of licking. <laughs> there's a lot of licking. Um, and I also had Hotel of Secrets. Um, and then for contemporary, the seven-year slip, my um, – hot chef and then the nanny he's also a hot chef there's not as much food content in that one as there should be but the book itself is scrumptious um and then the ruby spencer's whisker year whisker no <laughs> whiskey it's whiskey not whisker that sounds horrible uh <laughs> ruby spencer's <laughs> yeah <laughs> um ruby spencer's whiskey year um she goes to Scotland to write a cookbook and he owns the like, or partially owns like the in like bar complex mm-hmm. thing. Um, so there was a lot of good food in that one. Oh, and <laughs> summer reading um, by Jen McKinley. Um, that one doesn't come out until the summer, I think, but um, she makes a lot of Portuguese food. She's a, well, she's a chef, but then she turns into catering. Um, and God, all that food sounded so good. Ugh. Ugh. And Luck and Last Resorts also. He was a hot Irish chef on a like cruise yacht. So how can I not? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Well, okay. So this one, I think, I assume was supposed to be most bonkers. However, the submission was most <laughs> boinkers. Um, and I think boinkers is funnier than bonkers. I like boinkers. So we're going with most boinkers. Because it adds, it's bonkers, but also they boink. So like, ooh, the true. intersection of the boinking and the bonking. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's one thing that I will always promote, it's intersectionality. Uh. <laughs> Most boinkers. This was a little tricky. However, I absolutely did go with Midsummer Moon by Laura Kinsale. Yes. Because, like, there was another one that I really thought about on my runners up, which absolutely is bonkers. And it almost made it. But this one, the thing is, the whole plot was so wild. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. There were kidnappings and amnesia and aphrodisiacs and flying machines and daring rescues from towers. And it was so wild. Mm-mm-mm. Also a hedgehog. That's important. Um, it was just so boinkers. So Ooh, Midsummer so- Moon. That's what I went with. From Your home. stories from that one were so boinkers. Uh, you mm. just have to read it to understand. And the whole time you're like, wow, I can't believe that this exists. Thank you, yeah. Laura Sale, for this gift. Mm-hmm. That's just historical romance. It's just so hot. True. Um, yeah, I had, to, I had to go with Angelica Frankenstein make, uh, makes her match. Yep. Be- because truly, not one page of that book did I see coming. None. And it was one of my runners up. Uh, but it has yeah. the delicious quote that she was going to boink you into the grave. <laughs> or boink you back into the grave. I whatever didn't that mean- line is. So it really is the most boinkers. I blacked out after the cock shopping. That's all I needed to know for this one. But no, that's amazing was- that you had a quote to back it up. I love that's that. That's my favorite quote. Uh, I love that. She she was planning on boinking you halfway back into the grave or something like that. Mm. Mm. I'll find yeah. it. Yeah, that that book. Not only was it more explicit than I thought it was going to be for the boinking, it really was. but the bonking was just 
the bonking. It, it bonked to extreme. I it just sure did not did. expect did not expect anything that happened. And I just was so emotional. Like it really hit me. Um and I just had the most marvelous time with that one. So I had to bring her back up. Um my my runners up were unsurprisingly the Earl takes all. Um because you, you can't say boinkers without thinking of that was twins also of my runner-up <laughs> yeah like how yep. can you not how yep. can you not um so that one was up there duke of sin um mm. i mean anything by elizabeth hoyt any of those quotes that we quote are boinkers for sure <laughs> um but duke of sin really just encapsulated the elizabeth hoyt journey and experience <laughs> Um, the Wolf and the Wildflower by Stacy yeah. Reed. Um, the man who spends ten years in an Alaskan cave and then scents the heroine's arousal through walls. Yeah. And then the the first time they meet, he just like grabs her neck and starts sniffing her. And then there's just so much sniffing. And since I have to assume because he was raised with wolves, there was just so much from behind. So much that that's like I don't. He had some, yeah. Um, and then the other one is Cressley Cole, Kiss of a Demon King, because I can't escape my life without talking about that book. That one I think is the most boinkers of the series because sex is literally like the point of it. Um, she needs a kid, and so she's like, "You are going to be the father because we are mates," and he's like, "Absolutely not." And then it tables are turned and whoa god yeah they boink a lot but they also uh, edge the boinking so <laughs> i did find the the quote it's the first line of my thank, review for angelica Frankenstein, and it is in fact she was going to bonk you halfway back to the grave <laughs> uh yep. my only yep. other runner-up that you haven't already mentioned is the one that i really considered making the official one and then I, I went with Midsummer Moon and that is Passion by Lisa Valdez. Yeah. Cause you can't top cervix Mm-mm. breaching. Mm-mm. You can't no. top that for like wild sex scenes. It's just like the plot outside oh. of that isn't as bonkers as Midsummer Moon. It's actually a fairly like standard. Really quite lovely um mm-hmm. erotic historical romance. But the sex aspect of him having a dick so big he's never been able to fit the whole thing inside uh, of a woman before. And that is his one true wish. He and his brother have a little rhyme that if they ever get their whole cock inside of a woman, uh, they will marry her. And he does, Mm. but only when it makes a popping sound and slides into a little extra pocket of flesh that opens up. Which to me just sounds like cervix breaching. Yeah. Yeah, That was a a boinkers one. It sure that's, was. That's a definition. Look in Merriam-Webster. Boinkers. You'll see. Passion. Yeah. Lisa Valdez. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that was just such a fun word. Boinkers. I love that one. Yes. Um, the next one I will choose <laughs> is Mysterious Yearningly. <laughs> yeah. To the person who submitted that, I don't really know what that means, but I do love it. I, I took it to heart. <laughs> mysterious yearningly i love it so much and i had to give it to after midnight by teresa <laughs> that's my runner-up <laughs> by teresa medeiros because let me read you this quote 
Of mm-hmm. late, the darkness had become both his lover and his enemy, the thing he craved and the thing he most longed to escape. And that, to me, is just mysterious, yearningly. It, it was just a very yearningly. mysterious book. And there was yearning, because like, it was, was forbidden. Yearning, yeah. He was courting her sister. Um, also, he was maybe a vampire. Um, there maybe. was just a lot of mysterious, gothic loveliness happening. And it was so well written. Both Carolyn and I were like, what? We yeah. did not expect it to be that good. What, indeed. Mm-hmm. What? That was. I only had the one runner-up, and it was that one. Um, nice. I gave it to The Marquis Makes His Move by Diana mm. Quincy. Yes. Um, it was mysterious. I think, like, we knew what was going on, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. There was some, like, hidden identity, mm-hmm. a little revenge plot, um, and there was some yearning because she was married. Or, yeah. you know, s- so she thinks. <laughs> I love that book. And then the cover just got revealed for the next book she's writing. I don't think it's in the same series, but man, I am yearningly excited for that book. Um, my only other one, well, I had Amanda Collins's All of Her Mysteries. Yes. Because <laughs> they're mysterious and there's a lot of yearning because they're more like uh, sweet and yearning. Um, but my only other like main book was Seducing a Stranger by Kerrigan Byrne. Um I don't quite know how yearning, but, like, maybe it's, like, mysterious sexually because Mm. um, she goes to, like, uh, a brothel, brothel, but it's, like, male prostitutes. They're, like, the stags of St. James. Um, And she's, like, I want to lose my virginity and get it on Donkey Kong. Um, So. Direct quote. Direct quote. So she approaches a man who is mysterious, um, and she's like, hey, I have this thing I need you to, to take care of, and that would be my hymen. Um, <laughs> and little does she know, he is an um, undercover agent, not, oh, not a male prostitute. Um, and undercover honestly, agent get mistaken yeah, he was all the time. I know he was like all in dark black, dark black. Okay, he was all in dark clothing, <laughs> um, and he—I guess he was looking mysterious while yearning. I guess and so. she, she got the vibes, and he couldn't resist. He was like, "What is going on?" Like she was like making this whole like like speech about why she needed a prostitute, and he was just like, "What are you talking to me about?" And then he just went with it, and then they just fucked right there on a bench, and it was really hot. <laughs> Um, and then after she gets, I think she's like suspected of a crime and then he's, uh, or someone she knows is there's crimes. Um, so then he's like, <laughs> but nobody, <laughs> thank you uh, for that. Taylor Swift coming back around. <laughs> we couldn't let it go. We couldn't. Uh, um, and so basically, um, there's also, I don't know if it's a spoiler. It probably is. Um, Beep. She's pregnant. Beep. Um, you didn't hear anything. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of yearning because he didn't know who she was, so he couldn't find her again. And then he's like on the same case that she's like it, it was really good. Highly recommend. <laughs> that was a lot for wow. a runner up. The drama. Yeah. It was drama. Um, it was great. Let me see. My let, let's do um our new auto read authors that we found yes. in the past season. 
Um, I read a couple because I feel like we read a lot of like authors that I already knew already I liked read, yeah. or like I haven't read everything, but I'm working on their backlist. So I feel like the only one that like I truly, really discovered in the past season was Alexandra Basti. That's my top one. Yep. 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 Because I will truly – I tag her in, like, every roundup post ever. Yeah. Any, like, meme post that I make, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> got to throw a Halifax sister in there. I'm sure her notifications exactly. are like, oh, Caroline tagged me in another picture. I will read anything. Like, yeah. truly. Because she doesn't have – there's, like, no backlist besides the two that we've read. Right. And then she's coming out with the next novella and then, like, her four, like, coming out book. So, like, I will be reading all of them. Like, how will I right. not? You know? Like, right. that's, like, the true auto-read. Yeah. Um. So that was also mine, and you can go into your your runner ups. Uh, I just said Cressley Cole. Who, yep. Like I'm still working on Immortals mm-hmm. After Dark. Um, and she's written other books as well that I would like mm-hmm. to read. Um. Yeah, she's she's on my list too. I don't know if I have any interest in her like Arcane or something Chronicles. Um, mm. but she's got some historical romance that I really want to read. But yeah. anything going forward in Immortals After Dark, I will be reading. Yeah. Um. So like, she's an auto read in that regard yeah. i mean i may if i like need like something in, to fill the void um because i'm in her facebook group and people love the other series yeah, might be um yeah uh, she's not like a new author no she's no just one no. that i didn't read before yeah and she we experienced her for the first time on the podcast and talking about yes. it so that one's a true a true one um daria vernon get mm-hmm. the off my lawn uh um, i need to read her other books yeah so she's now going to be an auto read for like the next historical stuff she comes out with. Mm-hmm. I have a free novella from her that I got, I believe, in like a newsletter or something that I, I want to read. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, Jackie Lau. I really mm. – I felt like I read The Stand-Up Groomsman and then uh, Not Your Valentine, I believe, is the title of that one. Loved them both. So now I'm just going to read anything that she publishes. I have to go back and read her. It's like Donut Fall in Love or it's one of the donut ones. Mm-hmm um maureen johnson she's like the ya like mystery one like they're partially like historical i really like her writing um i read all five of them i couldn't really talk about them because of the strike um so i think i like briefly touched on them um and then diana biller i'd say Mm. is my last one um while the third one was my favorite i'm excited for what she comes out with next Mm -hmm. because i read her two other um ones before book three I just love her heroes so much. Oh, so good. Okay. Uh, well, the one right above that for me is dubbed by you. Most orgasmic comeuppance. <laughs> I love that. The the, the ones where that the villains great. get the best comeuppance. Mm. Mm. That, was, that was great. Um, They're orgasmic. <laughs> I stand by what I say. They are. Um, mine is The Perfect Crimes of Marion Hayes. Because she just fucking mm. shoots him. She does. Right away. He's just dead. And I respect her so much for it. And then later in the book, she's like, thank you so much for supporting me. Let's have sex. So it was great. <laughs> so true. Um, <laughs> she was just like, thank you for like <laughs> understanding that I need to do this. And now I'm really hot for you. Mm, so was mine- a great. Oh, my God. What? That book. There was just a really great scene where he's pressed up against. Um, I know exactly the scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going around on Twitter today, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah." I do love, uh, the like sex in that book. The aspect of yeah. like Marion being pretty traumatized, and so mm-hmm. her not she liking has, like penetration, any penetration, yep. and Rob just being so good to roll with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
my winner and both the runners up are yeah. all Beverly Jenkins. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> because yep. the way that I respect mm. that woman's dealing with her villains. Mm. Um, so the winner for me, and this was hard, I ended up picking Tempest, uh, which is mm-hmm. the third book in the Old West trilogy. Um, which is a great book anyway. It's a uh, mail-order bride, and he's this town's doctor, and he's got a daughter that she comes and she's, you know, Regan, what a gal. She is wild, and he doesn't know. um, He's not sure about that. She shoots him the first time they meet because they're getting Mm -hmm. attacked, and she shoots thinking he's a bad guy, but he sure is her husband. Um and that book is so good. It's Beverly Jenkins, so of course it is. But throughout mm. this book, there's this one-eyed bobcat who's, like, <laughs> causing pro- – he, like, injures a little boy's dog who is protecting him from the bobcat. And, like, he's, he's causing problems. So we don't love mm-hmm. the bobcat. And also, the little girl, the daughter, gets kidnapped. And there are, like, multiple characters that are responsible because they're working mm-hmm. together. And there's a bad guy, all these things. And the, the baddest of the bad guys gets eaten by the bobcat. This is like a spoiler, but I don't really care. He gets eaten by the bobcat, and then the bobcat dies. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I guess he ate, like, bad meat. <laughs> That's so iconic, Beverly. I... Mm. So that's my yeah. my winner, Tempest. I couldn't... I couldn't write the crocodile one because I haven't read that, but that one was in my mind. That's a runner-up. The reason, and that one's Indigo, the reason that that one didn't take the top spot is because that happens like halfway through. It's like another bad guy Uh, who did something bad to someone else uh and they take care of him by feeding him to the Mm -hmm. alligators, but he's not like the main villain of the third act. Mm -hmm. Um, So it didn't take the top spot, but that was an iconic what was your other Beverly Jenkins one? Uh, Through the Storm. Gotcha. That one, I think that one and Indigo, they both, uh, the, like, big bad guys both get shipped off to, in, they they get sold into mm-hmm. slavery. Yeah, in uh, To Catch Raven, which was on my list, um, the villain gets transported, I believe, to Australia. Yeah. So... She's just so good with her villains. I mean, there was, like, one where there was, like, a tertiary character who was, like, also a villain. But, like, in any other book, they would be given, like, a redemption arc. But Beverly was just like, no, fuck you. You're dying. (laughs) I was like, well, I I stand by you. That's fair. That was very fun. To Um, elaborate on the gator. Wait, actually, because I don't think I did that justice in my explanation. (laughs) This guy was, like, an ex-slave owner because we're in the Reconstruction era. Yeah. Uh, And he... Or, like, Jim Crow era, so there's a lot of issues there. He shot uh, a freed man in front of his, like, wife and child. Uh, just murdered him. Full on. And then they left his body in the swamp so they could never recover it. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, a bunch of masked riders pull up in the middle of the night, put a bag over his head, gag him, tie him up, throw him in a wagon, take him out to the swamp. And then they put him in a boat. <laughs> and they say there's a knife in the boat somewhere if you can like get it and get yourself free um but you won't have a lot of time because there are holes in the boat so good luck so the boat's like sinking and just Amazing. as he grabs the knife the boat topples over and then he gets death rolled by gators mm. the that's just so inspired it it, mm. it is 
It's so inspired. The like drama. They didn't just throw him to the gators. They put him in a sinking boat with a knife. It's the like you could get free. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, my other few. The first one was an island princess starts a scandal by Adriana Herrera. Mm-hmm. Again, it's an arc, so I can't really go into why. Um, but when you read it, you'll know why I really love the wedding scene. Um, but it's a twofold one because, like, I don't think Manuela's parents really got, like, they got off too easy, in my opinion. Um, and I mean, the other one, like, it's not like the perfect comeuppance, but I just love what Cora did. Um, it was very fun. And I have to give a slight nod to seduce me at sunrise because sticking your enemy in a... In a wardrobe and setting him on fire when he doesn't give you the answers you need. I think that is also very inspired. <laughs> Again, I don't quite know what happened to him. I don't think he, like, got true justice <laughs> besides, like, pissing his pants. Um, because, like, the in the first book, that guy just gets to go. Um, so, like, not the best villain taken care of, but, like, I respect the grind. <laughs> and then for non-historical sweet vengeance by viano onayamo mm. um i mentioned it in one of our tbr tuesdays but goddamn um it's called sweet vengeance for a reason because uh the heroine summons a demon to help her kill her abuser and before they kill him because she's like i want to kill him but i want you to cover it up so it looks like he died naturally demon's like yes okay um but before that, they just, like, drive him slowly off the edge. Like, they, like, show up randomly, like, outside of his car door, like, just, like, flash. And then he'll, like, see her. And then she'll, like, flash away. So then he's just, like, plagued by her all around his life until she finally, like, is done fucking with him. Um, the commitment to revenge in that book was just so good. And then there was just so much hot sex. And he was a virgin hero. And he just liked to be called good boy. So it, he was like a demon. It was it was really good. Again, a lot of content warnings, but orgasmic comeuppance really um, was made for that one. So 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. I think... I think I'll save my favorite for last. So let's go with the the I can't remember the full name, but the the book that you needed a cold shower mm-hmm. afterward. Mm-hmm. I'm like a little bit cheating with mine because technically we didn't really talk about it very much. Me we too. just mentioned that we read I it. Know. And it sounds like we might it's have mine. picked the same book. That's <laughs> mine. Rule, rules for seduction. Of course it is. Because <laughs> that is. I need a cold shower just thinking about it. Yeah. Like, he she said, bloodied here's his four knees. chapters of sex. He bloodied his knees going down on her for the first time. It was just so good. She said, what if she tied him up and did a little riding crap <laughs> action, and then he blindfolded and tied her up? Like, what if we just did all the things? I think about that book constantly. It and comes I need out, the audio When does book. it come out? April? uh april or may, or may. Um, so get your pre-order in because there's some like nsfw art of dom mm. um i'm real excited and there's just a cute one of them too um 
and like all in all like the total order i had from ripped bodice was like 13 dollars, and that included shipping so so worth it um and that book wow yeah wow i need like to jump into a cold lake after that a shower would not be enough just run it was yeah just run the polar plunge it was (laughs) Um, Um, that one i am positive we will end up doing an actual episode on oh yeah um, because we have to you will but, have to bodily restrain me from talking about that book for a full hour and 40 we'll minutes. We'll have to tie my arms to an mm-hmm. armchair. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Oh, no, Dom. <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible idea. Um, that was me. I was rewatching Shadow and Bone the second mm-hmm. season with my sister because I'm making her watch it. She hasn't read the books, mm-hmm. but I sure have. Um, so it's fun watching with her because she's, like, surprised by things that I already knew from the books. But they're doing the whole mm-hmm. – uh, there's, like, the hot prince who's offering a, an, an engagement even though she's in love with this other guy. But it's, like, a political alliance type situation. And he's, like, maybe we won't even make it to marriage but, like, just, you know, the engagement, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she goes to tell him that she decided she's going to go through with the engagement, it's the middle of the night. So she, like, pulls her robe on and goes and knocks on his door and he opens the door. And this man is, like, shirtless with a robe thrown on. And I was like, no, Nikolai, put that emerald ring on my finger. Are you joking? Oh, no, don't. I guess I'll agree to this, like, wedding of convenience for a political alliance. I guess I'll marry this hot prince slash privateer. <sighs> mm. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, mm. so Rogue's Rules for Seduction by Evil A is. Yeah. I, I had a feeling that was going to be yours, too, because, yeah. like. You can't stop we've that. Never, no, we've never agreed more, I think, than on that book. No. So good. Um, my other few were, uh, again, The Bride Goes Rogue. You got to have it two times on here because you haven't read it yet. But, man, Preston can fuck. And he can fuck really well. <laughs> and Kat enjoys it a lot. Um and it's just really hot because he turns her down at the beginning and then she's like, fine, I saved myself for you, but whatever. So then she goes to a, a masquerade, which is 10 times sexier than any other kind of dance. Um, and then yeah. he just like they make because they're like in contrasting like outfits. So like she's like a queen. So then he calls her. Um, he's got like nicknames for her. Um, and she's like my queen. He's like my king um, or whatever. And then so they like lock eyes. They have a passionate interlude um it just like real early on in the book like it just starts off and you're like thank god this is what i asked for um and then it just keeps going like they have the one thing and then um there's like a carriage scene and then the groveling was also so hot he cooks for her that could also go in the scrumptious one he doesn't know how to cook a lot of food he does know how to cook some food he does it for her when she's in like a little cottage so mm that book is great i had to give a nod to a wicked game because i was a flame and a panda mm. express so i needed to get in that cold shower <laughs> because not the hottest book ever um but since but i was what a flame, it needed to do it did it did um that also goes for uh the duke in question by emily howard both of those were like from behind like that one actually like her virginity was just like lost right against a tree um after almost dying so so fun so fun um my other few were blood moon that i read for our halloween episode um 
and that one was real hot and they there was also like a really good shower scene so i had to include it um the best scene was he was a vampire so he can't be seen in mirrors and she had like a mirrored ceiling so then she was like seeing everything happen to her but she couldn't see him so that was great um and then the nanny um by lana ferguson that one hasn't come out yet it comes out in april super excited for that um and then on the hustle by adrian herrera because that one was so hot I need to reread it. That was one of my runners up on The Hustle. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing Adriana Herrera can write, it's Mm. sturdy talk. Um, Mm. I thought you said sturdy talk. I was like, oh, firm. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, solid. (laughs) Well, it was solid. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes, on The Hustle. Um, I went with Speaking of Losing Your Virginity Against a Tree. Again, The Magic. (laughs) Um, not like uh, by Lisa Clay I haven't heard that one yet not so it's not like an overwhelming amount of sex scenes or anything like it's Mm -hmm. not super sexy it's not a rogues rules for seduction Mm. but it's that Lisa Claypas of like you forget yeah you can forget she can write her books good sex scene yeah um and it's a revenge seduction Mm. so you have like the rage and the like past hurt because they were yeah like lovers at like lovers they were in love at like 16 and then she sent she like white fanged him because her dad Mm. was gonna be awful so she told him that Mm -hmm. she didn't love him and sent him away and now he's back and he's rich and he's hot and Mm. she never let she like there was a fire right after he left and she almost died and her legs are super scarred and she never lets anyone see them and he's he doesn't know that though Mm-hmm. So like, there's the number one losing her virginity against a tree, and number two, the scene at the end when he finds he's gonna leave, and she comes after him, and she tells him why, and like admits mm-hmm. to the like having scarring on her legs and whatnot, and that man is so angry at her, and the sex is so hot. <laughs> Just what I like to hear. Ooh, um, I'm excited for that. I need to again the magic. You. Mm. actually feral um and my last mm. one was dark needs at night's edge mm. um mm-hmm. ghost romance mm-hmm. she's there a ghost also a good he's like a scene. a half crazed what is he a vampire yeah. uh he's a yeah he's a vampire because he's a virgin yeah because he was um, turned um he was turned with the hero of book two like their brothers mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah. he's like gone lost his mind via like bloodlust yeah so he's like tied to a bed for a lot of this book trying to like be sane again and detox and she's a ghost and he's the only one who can see her Mm. so like they can't touch for a lot of the book it's so horny and you're so right there's a great shower scene too Mm -hmm. um wow (sighs) yeah i see i need that's why i'm going back to reread those for because i loved all of the fur like one through six were just all instant vibes like just dark needs at night's a- edge too is just like a phenomenal romance like but, even yeah besides how horny it is mm-hmm. it's just like incredibly good yeah feral i um wow ugh. and she was like the uh and just yeah. robert peckoff i mean yeah. i could i could add like basically any cressley cole book on there for needing a cold shower that's true um i mean honestly i think once you get to sabine and rydstrom no matter how much mm-hmm. I say, I don't think you're going to be prepared. Um, Probably not. That one, I already I know. That one, I really I am know. edging. 
I like no other because it's like just, no other. I got to I was about to hit the demons and I was like yeah. I need to take a break for a second to prepare for the demon brothers. The demon brothers Cade. Uh, yeah, Cade Cade's was good. His was I think the one right before Ride Strong. I just already know mm. I have a thing for the demons. I already horns. know. Mm. I love horns. Yeah. I and love the vibes. One of them they were handles. I loved that. Yeah, like obviously. Yeah. What, was what else fabulous. do you even give a character horns for? I don't know. They're just so sensitive. And I just, I what can't. I just reading where they like mark their scent with them. Ugh. I just read something where he had horns and it was like a whole. What paranormal romance have I read recently? Hang Ooh, on. Ooh, the, no. uh, the gargoyle one. Did he have horns? Yes. Yes, yeah. he did. <laughs> Thank you. How to Marry gotcha. a Marble Marquee. Mm hmm. That one I, I almost included you. on this list. Let me throw it on there as a runner-up. <laughs> Slap it Sleep on there. Sleep play. Yeah, I'm excited. While for he's that one. stone, sturdy, also um, <laughs> sturdy indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, love it. Love that for us. Um, okay. Um, I will throw in a gratuitous one for us, just because it's on brand. Um, I will say the final boss of the blonde duke's name Sebastian. Because I do believe we have a different one. Um, and you don't even have to think about it. Um, mine is the OG bringing down the Duke, Sebastian Devereaux, Duke of Montgomery. <laughs> Thank you so much, Evie Dunmore, for writing I that man. I do love that yeah, man. I know you do, but I think there's one that you love a little oh, bit Oh, yeah, Sebastian <laughs> Kingston, or yep. whatever his real... I can not I can never remember their actual last name. Not a fucking clue. Ch- Ch- Chalets? Chalamet. Chalons. They're the Chalons. <laughs> Um, but the Duke of Kingston, Sebastian. Who that man? Mm. That means That's Devil in Winter one. gets two of my yeah. superlatives. Yeah. What was your? Because do you have three blonde dukes named Sebastian, or is it just no? I thought I I I, th- I think there's a I third really, in my brain. Was like I feel like I just read a third one that I was excited by, but I, I can't think remember. There, I think there was because we were like, oh, now we have three. If if anyone remembers, I think we talked about it. I thought it was I, just. I couldn't remember what I was reading, but I had just said, like, oh, I think I found another one. Hmm. Well, if anyone knows of another blonde duke named Sebastian, we will surely add it to our list. Um, that one I needed to throw in there just for us. Hmm. I'll go through my Goodreads and see if I can find it, but... Amazing. Anyway, um, on to our final superlative. Funniest horny scene. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this one was fun. I there's one that I almost picked, but I figured you are probably gonna pick it. I didn't. Oh, because I feel like I think I know what you're talking about. It's right up there. Um, but I figured that we talk about it so much. <laughs> I know, but if anything, doesn't it deserve the superlative? It does. It does. Okay, that can be my top one. It's I mean, honestly you, there's such a. I can also swap it. I mean, that can be our, like, final boss of the funniest, horniest scenes. I mean, I had several. Me too. We'll, we'll, we'll get this elephant, or dare I say bear, out of <laughs> There's one reference we are going to make. It's going to be bear pit sex. It's going to be bear pit sex. A bear in the hole is worth two in the cage. And that is A Daring Pursuit by Kate Bateman. Truly, I do agree. This is honestly the funniest thing to ever happen. Because like, 
This bear is just grunting and growling and angry in this pit. And they're just going at it. Like, it's not (laughs) funny necessarily when you read. Like, it's not played for laughs. It's, like, deeply horny. But when you take a step back and are like, wait, the bear is still trapped in a pit right next to you. Kate Bateman. And then just the aftermath. I salute you so hard. And the aftermath of her handprint being on his crotch and then sneaking into the office of her brother and that then the brother yeah he looks and he's like you guys weren't just doing things and she's like no it's just god mm, i love me some hot bear adjacent sex <laughs> You know, <laughs> casual Sunday night. Bear <laughs> Tangentially. Um, uh, is it, what's the lupine? No, that's wolf. What's no, the bear? I Mar- have no idea. Car- Borea, the <laughs> Ursa, Ursa, Ursine or something? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why do I know that? I don't know. You know things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the winner. Um. Yeah. I, my runners up. Oh, they're the family that bears are in our Ursa day. So I was I hate close. You so much. <laughs> Why are you like this? I'm um, just kidding. I love you. I would die for you. But like, <laughs> um, I love hot adjacent bear sex any ursa day of the week <laughs> any any um ursa day of the week that ends in day the rage that i feel right now she's taking her love back <laughs> and I shoved it in a pit to the retract. left <laughs> <sighs> you know what's so yeah. sad is that the end of season one is actually the end of the podcast guys <laughs> um irreconcilable differences <laughs> One too many differences. <laughs> this is unbearable. <laughs> I just need a drink of water. Was, I mean, that <laughs> Oh, I'm crying. <sighs> okay. Um, that did it. <clears throat> Podcast is ending because I am infected. Let's take a pause (laughs) so you can (laughs) pull yourself together. Okay, I'm good. I'm composed. You're going to grin and bear it? I can't. (laughs) Suddenly all the bear puns have left. (laughs) I think that's Uh, all I've got. Um, My brain. uh, (laughs) Oh, this is so fitting. This is so... (laughs) On brand. Wow. Bears of America sponsor us. <laughs> Just bears. <laughs> Not even like, what's the the wildfire bear? Smokey? What's his name? Yeah, not we're even steamy. like steamy. We're steamy the bear. No, I'm just saying, not even like we're not asking a specific bear for no. a sponsorship. Just bears, bears generally. Of America. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Bear puns aside, my runners up for the funniest horny scene were um, number one, 
uh, Spencer's Guide to Danger and Dukes, which comes out. Well, if you're listening to the, no matter what, Last, it's a, yeah. it's already come out. It came out. Yeah. Recently, um, a Spencer's Guide to Danger and Dukes. The the sex scenes in a cave. Mm. They're just there was some danger. They've uncovered some secrets, and they get trapped in a cave. And I think he's claustrophobic, and mm. they bang it out. Which, like, again, it's not like played for laughs, but it makes me laugh. Yes. Just yes. knowing the context of what those characters were coming back from. And then they were like, mm. well, while we're here. Um, the other historical is West End Earl by Bethany Bennett. Yeah. Um, because mm. her being mm. pissed at him, mm-hmm. sucking him off, and then stopping before he could finish and then walking out of the room is actually just the funniest thing in the world. Ugh. She was so real for that. I screamed I when I read that. Lost my mind. Yeah. That is hysterical. So good. And finally, this one, it's not really a specific horny scene that was that funny. Mm-hmm. However, hedging his bets by I think Celia Kyle and somebody else. I forget the other author. Um it, he I, it, well f- first there's some voyeurism. Like he spies on her while she's getting herself off thinking about mm-hmm. him. I do love that. But then also, there are some not-so-funny horny scenes and, like, weird consent things, but he does – he's a hedgehog shifter, um, and she doesn't know that because he doesn't tell anyone because he's embarrassed because he's, like, a, a big tattooed black leather motorcycle riding mm-hmm. bad boy who shifts into a hedgehog. Um, and she adopts hedgehogs, and he finds out. So he shifts into a hedgehog and gets his cousin, who's also a hedgehog shifter, to beat him up. So that he can be like hanging out by her car, and he's a poor little bloody hedgehog. Oh no! And she, he's his plan is to for her to take him home, and instead she takes him to the vet, and he has a bad time involving thermon- thermometers in places he doesn't want them. Um, but throughout this whole period where he's a hedgehog and she doesn't know that he's him, he she like keeps him on her chest because mm-hmm. that's where he likes to be, and he keeps like burrowing into her boobs. And she's like, man, if this were a man, I would like say he's a boob guy, right? Like, which is a weird thing to think about a little animal. Um, but he is just so horny, but a hedgehog. Good. I, that's Amazing. all. Again, it's not really like a specific scene so much as the entire sequence yeah. of him being a hedgehog and also just like really wanting to bang this woman. I love that. Nice. Is that the end so. of your yeah your list cool yeah um my runner-up would be a duchess by midnight um by Mm -hmm. charis michaels that is the horniest bird watching scene i have ever encountered because it's the only one um but literally so she's really into bird watching she loves it and um the hero he just went out to have a normal conversation he didn't intend to take it any farther but she's looking so hot studying her birds that he just like they just start going to pound town on this log like and he's like you have to be quiet because you'll scare away the birds (laughs) and it was just it was so much fun like was it funny yeah because he was like the birds think about the birds but then he's also just like railing her. <laughs> it was so fun. Also, that was like the steamiest book by Charis that I had read at the, still is at the moment. I have her next one on Neck Alley, so I will update. But um it was just 
so much fun because it was like the Cinderella. She was like technically the wicked stepsister. Um, but she wasn't wicked. She was just misunderstood and had a terrible mother. Um, but yeah, that one I think about frequently almost as often as the uh the bear in the pit. But since you haven't read it, we can't quite banter our way into that one um as much. But 10 out of 10 recommend. Um and I have to give it to any time a Lorraine Heath hero sees the heroine's delicate toes. It turns into automatically the funniest, horniest scene in the book. Her delicate toes. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Yeah. And then it just turns into a bit with every book now where he's like, her delicate toes. I'm just like, yeah, that's funny. And that's also very horny. Um, So that was that was a great time. And this one, I don't... I've already mentioned it. But A Week to be Wicked by Tessa Dare. Um, the first, well, the second, I suppose. It's one of their pre-penetration scenes. They have a few. It's a very hot book. You, I w- didn't expect it to be as hot as it was. But the first one is, uh, so you've got Colin and Minerva. Colin loves to tell stories. He is not very serious. Um, and they are on this road trip. And so he's making up a story. And the one he decided to do for that day was that they were siblings um and they're staying in the same room and they befriend a family and they're like hey can you give us a ride And they're like sure so they have all their luggage and they're you know they make a good impression they're like oh we're princes and princesses and it was great and so they go to bed and then they start they're like laying in the same bed because he his one stipulation was that he needs to have her in his bed every night because he has um nightmares and stuff and so he doesn't want to sleep with her just have her in the bed and so through the walls they hear just banging like someone is getting railed and someone is railing someone and minerva's like what like are, we need to go check on them they're they're hurt like help and she he's like no they're fine like whatever you know so she's like oh that's what's happening she's she's a scientist she's curious um so then he's just like should i demonstrate a little demonstration so above the sheets they just like grind to completion but the funniest part of the scene is that while they could hear the people next door the people next door could also hear what was possibly a brother and sister making sex noises um just all night and um so the next day they see this family that they were getting a ride from and they were like you're uh incest incestuous (laughs) and so um yeah they're they like steal their luggage and drive off and they have no money and no mode of transportation because they (laughs) claim that they were siblings and they couldn't keep off of each other that was a fun book yeah um i did just remember two more based on yours some dudes have all the luck which i already mentioned Mm -hmm. for the serotonin boost Mm -hmm. but um sexy bug watching just Mm -hmm. need to throw that out there what was the other? Oh, um, Margot Halifax, in which Margot yes. Halifax learns the value of restraint. Uh, in which the she tries to bathe the cat, and the cat ruins her bed. Well, first it attacks her, mm-hmm. so she her life is ruined, and then ruins her bed. Salute to Angelica Kaufman, the cat, for taking care of the two bed situation. So then that man is so horny. Mm-hmm. And he's so upset about it because he can't have sex with her. 
but he does that thing yeah. that romance heroes do where he's like but i can get her off mm-hmm. that's allowed mm. the scene itself very sexy the lead up to the scene i was dead relatable <laughs> but yeah the other ones i had listed were just like horny they weren't necessarily funny so i had to take them off the list well but yeah we did it so there you have it our wow. season one superlatives and the honestly because we can never just talk yeah. about one book i was like i was making my list i was like no i i i can't like limiting it to one was just impossible because so many of like the amores after dark they just fit everywhere and then i was like but that's not historical well they they're kind of historical because a lot of these characters are like you know thousands of years that old doesn't so they make speak. them historical hannah i know but they speak like they're historical and so it's hotter um and so that because that also is just so good like mm. um but i was like i need to include them but they're not historical so i was like i need to have a caveat that we also include um non ones in the runners up <sighs> well well so there you have it that's mm-hmm. a wrap on season one it is. We'll be back. Look at us. Honestly, in a couple of weeks, apparently. <laughs> why would we take a longer break? Why would we stay away? Why would we do I could that? Tol- I could totally be wrong, but I think we're coming back. No, I think you're probably right. I um, think we're coming back with a vengeance on April 18th. I think that's a Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> and that's going to... That's actually not going to be that long. Oh, it'll be like three weeks of our TBR Tuesday reads um so like we'll see we'll see how long that one is and then um a special guest on that first friday um and like we mentioned in our tbr tuesday we have some fun and interesting uh things going on in our newsletter on substack um the first of which goes out tomorrow if you're listening to this on um the 31st of march so the first of what Oh, the fun, interesting things? Yeah. I yeah, thought you meant the, uh, the newsletter, and I was like, the first oh. newsletter already went out. <laughs> I'm just it really was a while ago. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the first of our gotcha. fun and interesting um, tidbits just for newsletter subscribers. Um, it's like this episode, but mini. Um, <laughs> but it introduces something. Because <laughs> it's like a... Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Because then um, we're going to have really a lot of fun, I think, with that. Uh-huh. Um, and then just more recommendations <sighs> and stuff um, in the newsletter while we're off. And then, yeah, it'll be April. Easter will have maybe already happened. I don't know when Easter is this year. Yeah, but it's That's early. nuts to think about. Um, wow. Wow, indeed. It's time. I know. Season two. Who would have thought? Look at us. Yeah. yeah. You didn't you didn't finish that poem. No, I that was really unfortunate. You left me hanging. <sighs> hey. Wow. Look wow. at us. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? See, I finished it. Thank you. Not me. <laughs> the we saddest are, joke. Like <laughs> really history sleepy. of our jokes. Yeah. Um I am gonna have a lot of fun writing the show notes for this one. Oh yeah. Because there's so many books again to talk about. It's like half of our um, freaking what the thing you made, the what? index of all of our books. Oh yes. <laughs> How many books can we fit into an episode? Many. Try us. 
we can fit many. Many. We, uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. And we did. And we did. Oh, ow, my back. <laughs> Call life alert. Just fall mm, for and real. Can't get up. Oh. Well, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with a second season. And really, if we're being honest, the difference between season one and season two is just going to be the number. Because <laughs> it's just going to be more of the same. I just keep thinking about Romancer TBR uncut. <laughs> I have a lot of fun with that image in my head. Oh. Um, but yeah, we will still be unhinged. We will have not reformed. Um no. And, yeah. I have no plans on Reformation. No. No. Amazing. Well. Well. See ya in April. In April. Um, have a wonderful break. If your spring break falls during our break, I don't know if it will. But probably not. Probably not. That's it's probably already thing. happened. Yeah. But. Well. I didn't even have a spring break, so. That is unfortunate. I just took one. That's what I wanted to, but I didn't do anything. Currently still on it while we record this. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us. We did this just, like, for fun. And so it's really fun and enjoyable to be able to talk about historical romance and other romances that we read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bedtime. So. Yep. <laughs> that's the vibe yep have a wonderful day stay beautiful Ugh. ha 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 what, what is happening <laughs> it's another Taylor Swift reference if you watch oh. her SNL monologue yeah why do you know all these I mean I know why I was just have a I'm lot of deep. random Taylor Swift references that like I don't know what you're talking about I know so I have to explain them uh yeah but watch your SNL monologue. It's great. Um, but you're not going to, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you got Stay Beautiful. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye-bye.